Cars, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Centaur sets a nice pace 600 metres from home and gets a length and a half on Sakaro, travelling sweetly with no innuendo. Gypsy Biker still there, being coaxed to stay with them. Merganella coming around the outside. Jockberg under the whip as they come to the home turn. Kick it, baby. Chapelko and Carlin Tren. Centaur opens up at the top of the straight, trying to go from Barry to box. Jockey goes for it at the 200 metres mark. And Centaur, he has a look behind him as no innuendo comes to the outside. Centaur, can he see it out for the Long Reach Cup as no innuendo is challenging? But Centaur... Money was there, money was on, and it's one by five on the end. Centaur gets the win over no innuendo. Gypsy Biker into third. Sakaro had its chance back along the rails. Into Centaur taking out Saturday's Spradag Longreach Cup at uh, the Longreach Jockey Club meeting on a Saturday. Tim Brummel and Christy Clark Peoples combining there and Centaur qualifying for the Country Cups Challenge and lots of news on the Country Cups Challenge weekend. We have plenty of qualifiers there uh, with uh, races on Friday at Ewan and also uh, at uh, Mount Isa on Saturday with the Cup qualifier went to Dukes County and a great win by Cato taking out the Country Stampede qualifier. Welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab as we round up all of the country news. Lots of news to talk about from the weekend. The UN Amateurs on Friday and Saturday. The Twin Hills picnic meeting on uh, Saturday. Uh, Friday and Saturday as well. We've got news out of that. We're going to talk about the uh, Mount Isa program. Dawson Jockey Club had the Tarim Cup card transferred to Sunday and they also raced at Gladstone on the weekend. We've got a heck of a lot of news and territory to cover this morning and as always helping us out a heck of a lot is Rob Luck. Good morning Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony, and uh, again, a big thank you to you for all the hard work at the Sprout Egg Longreach Cup on the weekend, Tony. A great job of emceeing, and uh, I think your your role's even expanding next year from what I gather, so <laughs> it, it's going to be a continuing process of growing such a, a fabulous meeting. Thank you to everyone for their hospitality on the weekend. Wonderful to uh, enjoy being out there once more on a Saturday, and we'll talk more about that Longreach Cup program from the weekend, and also, as I said, Rob, we're going to go through through uh, some of the uh, the Country Cup qualifiers from the weekend. We've got a fair bit of territory to cover this morning. Yeah, and of course, we, we kicked off as with that uh, replay centaur for Christy Clark Peoples, a six-year-old by Cluster. Good horse, this Tony. Seven wins from 24. You're almost getting up that 33% win rate there and two wins, two placing as his last four. And uh, look, it's probably been a long-range plan. They came out a couple of years ago and this horse had a run on the track and uh, led that day and, and battled on into a placing. But Timmy Brummel has to be congratulated on a brilliant front-running ride. I ran them off their legs from the 600 and uh, no innuendo and Gypsy Biker battling on on the two locals with Sakaro, the Birdsville Cup winner and Baduri Cup winner, having its chance, but uh, anchored by the 64 kilos. But great to see uh, <coughs> Christy Kark Peoples and their, her sons, Louie and, Ol and uh, Ollie, uh, representing on the day uh, in control of the horse. And uh, the money was there and it was a big win and uh, became a qualifier for the Country Cup's uh, finals. But that was only the beginning or part of the weekend of that Um as uh, we we heard you say in the introduction there, you and on Friday, but uh, at Mount Isa on Saturday, they had the double feature. They had the stampede as well as the Country Cups qualifier. Let's have a listen back to those with caller James Coglin. 3.50 to go, they come to the turn. Cato, Wicked Wiki and Teddy Mercury all in a line. They come out in front now, Cato gets to the front. 
Then Teddy Mercury on the outside. Wicked Wicky's in trouble. Kato in front, but Teddy Mercury. Teddy Mercury starts to fly. Teddy Mercury coming after Kato now. But Kato's fighting again. Kato gets away and Kato will win. Kato wins the stampede. They come for home now from the home turn. Jukes County's in front. Louis the Legend and Mopar. Loud enough trying to come at him. Out in front, it's Mopar leads the way. Jukes County tackles him. Jukes County and Mopar settle down to find it out. Jukes County and Mopar coming at it. Jukes County and Mopar. Jukes County is going to get home and win the cup. Jukes County wins from Mopar. Then came Louis the Legend, followed by Quidney. Loud enough, wasn't good enough today. And at the tail was Keep On Loving You. Rob, not just a double of feature races there with the uh, Stampede qualifier and the Spring Cup at Mount Isa on Saturday as a Country Cups qualifier, but a double for jockey Jason Hubert, who was successful in each of those, riding Dukes County in the Cup qualifier for Denise Ballard and riding the Stampede qualifier winner Cato for trainer Jay Morris, who was with us on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning, Jay. Morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, good morning to you, Jay. Um, can I ask you to put your president's cap on uh, firstly and uh, and just tell the listeners um, the successful day you had up there is your spring cup. It's a feature day on the uh, the program or the feature one of your feature meetings. Um, a successful weekend all round for Mount Isa. Yes, mate. It was quite it was quite successful. Um, the the public holiday on the Thursday kind of uh, threw a spinner in the works a little bit crowd wise. Uh, a lot of Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people travel and go camping once we, we get wind of a public holiday. So um, they made it a four-day weekend, which a couple of our bookings that we had prior struggled a little bit. But all in all, it wasn't a bad day at all. Yeah, we're used to Tanya Parry, of course, uh, getting plenty mm-hmm. of winners up there. And she kicked off with Iron One in the maiden plate and the beautifully named MCG out of Arena, uh, winning the benchmark 55 after a win last start at Mount Isa. And, of course, Mashani Hurricane took out the cutest money with the Class 3 plate after a horse that won at Bluff. He was a horse that won at Bluff 3 back. And I'll talk more about that Bluff rate later in the program. Um, but... Uh, and good to see Ian French riding that in the comeback trail. But uh, Hoops got the feature double, Jason Hoopert. And uh, let's go to that first one that we heard uh, from James Coglin, the Stampede qualifier. Your horse, Cato. Um, he's, a, he's a good horse and he's been going extremely well since uh, joining you since George Tipping, Jay. Uh, 11 runs and now six wins for the stable. You'd be pretty pleased with this fellow. Yeah, mate. So when George um, fell a bit crook, um, he had to move a few horses on and the owners, the previous owners, um, more or less if George wasn't trained them, he didn't, they didn't want to stay on. So he had a bit of a fire sale and I earmarked him and thought, well, his form behind uh, Tango Rain is only a class one horse. is pretty good and we just thought maybe we could have a little bit of luck with him going through the grades and um, he's exceeded those expectations and raced very, very consistently. He's, he's quite a tough horse. And he goes well at my, Mount Isa, 6 from 15 now? Yeah, well, um, when we first got him, uh, one of George's stable insiders told us that he thought he was a better horse away from here. Um, so he, it, that'd be quite handy if he was because he quite likes here. So, um, <laughs> no, we've had, he, he, he's been very, very consistent, the horse. Um, and while he's still down in the weights and... Look, I'm a bit of a realist. The better sprinters of the Northwest are 
are retired at the minute. There's, there's not a great deal of depth coming through at the moment. Um, that will change, obviously, next season. But um, while while he's racing consistent, we'll, we'll keep on keeping on. Yeah, when you consider his last five, he's had three wins and two fourths. He's in good form. He can go from 800 to 1,200, his career wins show. Now, he's a stampede qualifier. Um, does that tempt you at all? I know, uh, just go through the process you think in regard to the stampede, the country stampede, and, of course, the country cups when we talk about Dukes County and we and we know the Battle of the Bush, the success it's had. Um, what's your thoughts now with Cato? Where do you go? Uh, are you aiming in that direction? Oh, like I said, I'm a bit of a realist. Um, that our, our horses have been going all year. Um, I don't think he'd be competitive there. It's quite a time. takes a lot of time to get there and also a little bit of money from out here. We're, we're the furthest along the line. Um, and it's still quite a good way away from the final. So um, this horse has been going since uh, the first couple of meetings out here. So, look, I'd probably look at giving it a miss this year. It's a fantastic concept. I've been down there for the, the Battle of the Bush and the Country Cups. Um, had a great, great amount, like a really good time down there mingling with everyone. But it's just, he's not the right type of horse for that race, in my opinion. Is there a way that um, Racing Queensland could look at um, at the current uh, settings, situations to make it easier for the Northwest? Because in the past, those Northwest horses have faced the same problems and not always been able to participate. Is there any ideas that you have, Jay, that uh, would be welcome suggestions to RQ? Oh, look, it's it's probably um, this time around. It's, it's a bit of a bit from column A and B for me, like the horse isn't good enough and um, and the time frames. Uh, our heat in September, the finals in December, it's quite a long time to keep them going. Uh, maybe maybe looking at moving our heats a bit closer to the final, like pushing them back a little bit later in the year and also maybe doing the travel subsidy on, on a kilometre rate, you know, based... Um, type of thing rather than just a set amount. Um, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, Kate, and maybe Kate. some added incentives to the to the heats, you know. The Battle of the Bush is a, is a, t- a bit different um, race, but uh, maybe we could uh, spread the heat money a little bit more to make it a little bit easier to get down to compete in the final. And um, Cato, the horse, sort of horse he is with, uh, the number of starts that he's had, the 40 starts, but the benefit now is he's probably already qualified uh, with the non-tab runs that'll lead into the Battle of the Bush. If he had further development, would you see him uh, as a prospect? You didn't, you know, you indicated that not this year for the Stampede, the Battle of the Bush possibly on a harder level, but can you see future development with him that you would look at it next year? Oh, look, to be perfect, perfectly honest, Robert, he's just a bread and butter horse. Yep. Um, I've, you know, like I had a quite a hand quite a few handy sprinters over the years and he's just a peg below those and and you know while they've been competitive when they've traveled those better sprinters i've had um you'd have to have that type of horse you know like yeah you yes. can go reigns and you saw star of o'reilly out here last year um they they both went away and like they were they were very dominant out here but they didn't i think i think the benchmark was deadly choices in our in our area um, and I think you've got to have a horse of that type of ilk to be able to go. Yeah, well, 
well summed up. And that probably applies as we look at the um, the Spring Cup, the Country Cup's qualifier for Denise Ballard. I noticed Denise ran second with Teddy Mercury too. But Dukes County, I heard this fellow was off to the Pony Club or something in retirement was uh, facing him um, coming up in, in coming weeks. But he's bobbed up with a decent win. And is he in a similar boat, do you feel? I don't know if you've spoken to Denise. But, uh, I mean, Mopar's been in good form. But um, Dukes County, over the 1450s, 1 to 1600. The options there, he's now a qualifier uh, and he's won his last two of three at Mount Isa, so in form. Um, again, is that a similar situation, you think, for him? Well, I haven't really spoke to Denise about it. I know she, we're, we're neighbours and we do talk a lot about our horses. Um, it, he's a very quirky horse and I think when he wants to gallop, he's quite capable, but I don't think every every time he steps onto the track that that he that he wants to... Um, I don't know what her plans would be with the horse. Um, I'd only be just guessing. I I think they may go to the Concurry race um, in a couple of weeks' time, and if he's competitive there, they they might have a discussion amongst the owners to to see which if they they push on further. But that would that's just only a guess, to be honest. Yeah, but. You summed it up beautifully, I think, with deadly choices as a measuring uh, measuring stick, and I think we all use that in different areas, don't we, to to see whether we're going to be competitive or not. Well, I just, you know, I just think that the extra travel that we've got to do out here is it probably an extra day, day and a half. Mm-hmm. That that's that's equivalent to taking maybe a run out of their prep. Um, so you've got to be going there. It's got to be a target race. It can't be an afterthought, like. Cato is a bit of an afterthought. Not an afterthought. It was a race that we had to go to um, in his wheelhouse, but we had no expectations on if he did win, whether it would go on, you know? I thought I'd just put it into a little bit of context, Jay, for especially for our listeners that may be outside of Queensland, and just to give it a little context, if you draw a line from Darwin to Brisbane, it's almost a diagonal. Mount Isa's almost halfway, and it's just about the same distance to drive, not that you want to drive through the middle of the desert, but going from Mount Isa south to Birdsville and then down to Adelaide, Mount Isa to Adelaide is almost the same distance as Mount Isa to Brisbane. So when people yeah. say, yeah, well, well, it's easy, just go to Brisbane. Yeah, it's only 1,800-odd kilometres, 24 hours driving if you're going to do it in one head, and it's almost closer to drive to Adelaide. And that, for me, really does put it into context to show, as you say, you're the, you're the most remote of the qualifiers. It becomes a, a big logistical problem just to be able to try and work out how to get to Brisbane with a horse. Well, that's right. Um, when I did did it with Tango Rain, um, I was looking. I was, it was about we had the same drama with our heat, um, and then no lead up races into the final, um, and quite a big gap. So I had to travel through to Rocky and start him, start him there, and then we stayed in Rocky for two weeks. So everyone's off work and looking after one horse. So it gets a bit, um, you know the the wages and everything don't aren't really there to cover what they would be if you were were working, not being professional trainers. Um, and then you you travel down two days before you get to Gympie and you get a text message that you're drawn the outside gate. So <laughs> it, it'd be it'd be handy if, if they did the barrier draw ten days before. <laughs> it might have saved me a couple of thousand kilometres. But as you say, it's a, it is a fantastic concept. We've both been able to enjoy it and be there, haven't we? And uh, whatever way we can make it work to get the best spread across all the zones, uh, it, it's it's important to take on board all the thoughts and oh, ideas that come through. It's a, it, it is fantastic when you get down there. So it's you get to race on a nice track, um, mixed with some really good country people, 
Um, and yeah, it's a great concept. And look, the, from all reports, the turnover is great on them. So it's a, it's a it's a good it's a good initiative. It should keep on going, but a few little tweaks here and there. Um, and you know, I'm a little bit biased because we are the furthest away, and it, it's just that harder. Like um, even the central, that, that, they've still got a fair hike to do it. So um, maybe just look at some rebates a little bit along the lines of. Um, Kilometres based or something like that. Yeah, more so than just a standard set fee. Where whether you're you know 200 kilometres away the other side of Toowoomba or whether you're 1800 yeah. kilometres away, you're getting the same sort of money. So maybe yeah, something like that will just be an extra little assistance and an incentive. Well, if you're travelling in from Dalby, you'll get some change out of the rebate. But if, you, <laughs> if, you're, coming in, if you're coming in from Mount Isa, you've got to um, you've got to tip in all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> Especially with the new f- the fuel prices, since um, they've gone through the roof, it makes oh, yeah. it very very hard. I won't even go. I won't even try and take a stab in the dark, dark and ask you how much diesel is at the moment in downtown Mount Isa. Oh, look, it's yeah, it, it's not too much more than I, I've been out here um, when it's been cheaper than the major cities, believe it or not. But mm. um, you know, you'd, you'd want to throw a couple of cents on extra for sure. Just uh, putting your presence hat back on, as Rob said before, uh, Mount Isa Club seems to have been uh, in the spotlight a fair bit lately. You've had your tab meeting with the uh, the big rodeo weekend and the mailman, and the club just seems to be going from strength to strength in recent times. The crowds that we're seeing on some of the, the social media footage are looking very good again. Yeah, they've been quite surprising, some of the crowds. Like, um, normally after the mailman day, we have a bit of a lull, but the very next meeting, which is like a week later, I think we had two or three hundred people there that we would never ever see normally so um i think the social media has got a lot to play and that will do a fair a lot of advertising we've got a really good secretary and she's very proactive um and i think you know like there's unfortunately there's been a few track disasters out here of late and wet weather and we've had to take a few few meetings on last minute um which always you can't you can never seem to attract a crowd but I think the owners and the jockeys and a few of the the diehard locals seem to, to to get out and have a beer and it really um, helps the club along. But yeah, no, we 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 started opening Thursday, Friday nights just for some meals. Just um, we're giving that we give that a bit of a run through the footy season just to see if we could revenue raise a little bit because as you know we we close out here for three months um, when it gets too hot, so the club's at a bit of a standstill and there's quite a lot of overhead, so we, we've got to just try and look at the best ways to create revenue. So um, that's we're just pretty proactive when it comes to uh, the advertising and a few of the events we can hold. Yeah, and I think, Jay, there's a fair bit of leadership on your part as well. A big congratulations too for the ability to move the... Um what was it, Julia, the Cloncurry meeting uh, at short notice. It's not an easy task, but if you have the processes in place as you did, uh, it certainly works for the participants. Oh, look, that that, that one there, Cole Truscott rang me the night before and said, look, there could be a chance. They're going to do a track inspection in the morning. What What is the likelihood of you taking it on short notice? And I've done, a, like, we did a little bit of a ring around and, very strangely enough, we had every barrier attendant available, the vet was available, and we've got a standing agreement with the ambulance here that any meeting um, that gets moved, they, they, they you know, they, they will service it. So we've always got the ambulance there. Um, and to be honest, our track's very easy to get up and running um, if if we've um, we've got a couple of hours. So that's what we had, and um, 
it was a little bit dustier than normal because I couldn't get the, the, the right amount of water on it, but it still raced safe and all the participants got a chance to earn. But it wasn't an Herculean effort like um, a few of the trains out here thought it might be, but we just had a few processes in place and um, luckily enough we've had a bit of practice at taking them on of late, so... No, well, hats off to you and all of the team there because, as we know, so many of the country clubs are volunteer-run and uh, as much as you, the, the Barrier Boys might have a little earn at the end of the day and a cold lemonade, uh, just having them all available is a, is a big start. And as you say, things like the vet and the ambulance, there's a lot of things you've got to pull together in the background to be able to do all of this. Yeah, funnily enough, it was, um, all their Barrier tenants were all off and we don't even get that on our normal meeting. So <laughs> for, for a filler meeting, it was quite surprising. Jay, congratulations again with Cato taking out that leg of the country stampede. Uh, as uh, we've discussed, he, he may not make it to Brisbane by the sounds of that, but it still sounds like you're going to have a lot of fun with the horse, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us on Bushbeat this morning. No, no worries, fellas. Thanks very much for having us on. Jay Morris there from Mount Isa looking back at the weekend. Uh, and as I said, Rob, uh, Jason Hooper with a double taking out those two feature races, and it wouldn't be a Mount Isa meeting if we didn't see Tanya Parry with a couple of uh, wins as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, it, you know, it's one of those feature ones on their on their program, as it was with that Longreach Cup meeting. Uh, I'll just wrap up quickly. That meeting being the country TAB meeting or one of the country TAB meetings over the weekend, Tony. Centaur, of course, we talked about and uh, a great result because Christy Clark Peoples, as our listeners probably know, is the daughter of Alan Clark, who was a long-term trainer here, a champion trainer, multiple cup wins, etc. And I think there was a real family connection there. And uh, I think they came with the intention to win and the the betting move suggested that was the case. Just just very quickly, Tony, I got feedback through our president, Andrew um, Watts, that uh, 2.5 million turnover for the Longreach meeting um, on Sky 2 on Saturday. I think that's uh, a welcome result to, for Racing Queensland to be able to see uh, that sort of result and uh, something going back into the industry coffers there. But the other good feature, I thought, was, you know, you had Philip Cole from Darwin, who unfortunately didn't get a winner on the day, but you got Frankie Stockdale from Pakenham on a circuit around Queensland. And, and Frankie um, had a double on the day and a, and a good second in the last. He had the cruiser that was well back, Brooke Richardson, the charge forward, getting up in the class four. And he also had Dubai Moon, brilliantly ridden by Emma Bell from the back of the field in the benchmark 50 over the 1,600 metres, and that was a good class race just before uh, the cup run. Uh, the Roma trainers came in and, uh, and supported the meeting, and Wayne Baker got been a bad girl up. This is the one that came through this, the second, uh, the two-horse race at Springshaw, but you go back to the Bluff Maiden where it placed in that, and here's another winner that's come out of that Bluff Maiden that Mashani Hurricane won, and there's another one that'll get a mention down the track as well, so an interesting little form race out of that Bluff one. Uh, Benny Waldron with Sophie Wilcock uh, had real hussy sweep around the outside and get a good um, win on the day. And the ever-consistent um, no refund for David Rewald and Robbie Farr, that jockey riding extremely well, um, came with a well-timed run to beat Zukaz and Halcyon House. And Robbie had a double for Richard Simpson with probably arguably the most up-and-coming horse in our Central West area in Rapids. Uh, very, very strong win won at Winton the previous week. And great to see Music Award for Boy Foster and the second of Timmy Brummel's wins, having the uh, two wins and two placings, his last four all at Longreach. And, the boy, the odds were good on him. Defeated Barney's Blaze and Strike Point with good runs from Smooth Move and Helmet Head. But, look, the crowd was around the 1,200 meet, uh, mark. The club's extremely grateful for the support.
uh, of the meeting. Of course, as with all these clubs, they sit down a week or so later, analyse everything, and uh, the Sprout Ag Longreach Cup continuing to grow in, in stature, not only from sponsors but crowd numbers. And, uh, of course, our record numbers with the number of um, runners on the day, well into the 90s. And I think everyone just had a great time and got back to that good feel of a good country race meeting, Tony. Very much so. We were talking about the Queensland Country Cups qualifying series. We've had uh, three, no, four, I'm sorry, uh, cups uh, that have been run so far. We've talked about the Mount Isa Spring Cup and the Longridge Cup there. And, of course, last week it was the Atherton Cup. But on Friday... With uh, tab coverage and great to see them up on Sky Thoroughbred Central as well. It was the Ewan Cup. It's a two-horse race up in front towards the home turn. We're Cleesey on the inside on Wise Dragon and on the outside Whiteley on Brilliant Mind. They come to the home turn. It's a two-horse battle. Salsa Dreamin's the only danger behind them. Brilliant Mind now gets the upper hand from Wise Dragon, who's trying to kick back on the inside. It's Brilliant Mind in front. Wise Dragon fighting back doggedly. Well, Brilliant Mind and Wise Dragon, but Brilliant. Mind. Brilliant Mind beats Wise Dragon by a head. Three away to Salsa Dreamin. Then came uh, Sir Gunson who gave in pretty quickly. Then yes, the uh, Ewan Cup on Friday with the, uh, the tab coverage and uh, all of the Sky coverage there as well was a Country Cups qualifier. Rob and Rob McLaughlin there with the call of Brilliant Mind for Chris Whiteley and Stephen Massingham. Steve uh, actually picked up the feature double at the Friday program because Bold Type was successful in the uh, the Ewan bracelets. Uh, Chris also rode a double at the program, as did uh, Bonnie Thompson. A bit of a, I guess you could say, a, a lower key day. I don't know that any day at the Ewan Amber this is a low key day, but Saturday would have been a little bit quieter than Friday with Olivia Kendall riding a double there. But great to see that last year where it worked so well, that it worked so well for them again to have that uh, showcase uh, coverage there for Friday and still be able to have a two-day carnival at the Ewan Amateurs. Yeah, it's just great, uh, and and I know that uh, Brendan Parnell is uh, uh, from Racing Queensland's always had the notion we've got a unique situation in Queensland, so let's make the most of it. Let's feature it, publicise it, and this is no better example than you and and uh, brilliant mind and wise dragon. Basically, was that two horse war? Uh, and look, this horse is uh, one that's won twelve fifty to twenty one hundred, so he's very versatile. So you think, and he came off um, money uh, being in the money at Townsville and Cairns over Carnival time, so. He, he is the sort of quality horse from that sort of race. He carried the 60 kilos. Uh, I'm just not sure of the statue of of uh, eligibility, etc. I forgot to double-check all that, but I'm sure Steve Massingham will have that all under control. And uh, great to see. A couple of little interesting features um, out of the day. You mentioned the doubles, etc. Darby Amos, trainer Darby Amos, over the two days, he opened up both days with a winner, Tony. He got mm. um, Broadwater on the, um, the Friday with St- Jeff Felix. And then Olivia Kendall's win on Chester's Impact, uh, the Under the Louvre three-year-old gelding, in the maiden over 800 metres on the Saturday. So a unique sort of double uh, there, if you like. Better than ready, getting a another winner, of course, with cutest money, uh, Burn Jones getting that in the uh, Saturday and the Friday uh, meeting. Of course, Steve Massingham, you mentioned, he had a great day in the Headley Colours, featuring Brilliant Mind, Tycoon Bow. That was in the bracelet too which was a, um, a feature, no, sorry, that was in the uh, Class 6, um, and that bracelet win bold type for also the Headley Colours. But uh, the, often with these two-day meetings, you get the situation where a horse can perform on both days. And in this case, it was uh, my mill that took the win on the Friday in the Benchmark 50, Terry McGovern and Carl Spry. 
and then the same combination, of course, on the Saturday over the 800 metres in the benchmark 55. So uh, great to see that. And, of course, here's a great example of cutest, Tony. Sancy Rose, Robert Kirkwood. Um, and, of course, Sully would have been there celebrating uh, with that. Olivia Kendall, one of her winners, the Golden Archer. Now won about 104,000, of which the bonuses are 40,000 after winning at the Cairns Amateurs as well. And good horses in Solomon and Eero also featured with wins on the program. So, look, it's one of those unique meetings where the two days people travel out, they camp out, they have plenty of activities, and uh, it goes off so successfully and so good to be able to feature that on the day. And, and it's unique to Queensland because on the same weekend, Tony, you get the Twin Hills meeting uh, coming up as well uh, with their uh, two-day carnival over Friday, Saturday. Yeah, a bit of drama on the Friday. Uh, Talia Fenland with a uh, riding double, but at the same time had a, uh, a tumble and uh, is going to be sidelined for something like six to eight weeks. Didn't just injure one ankle, injured both ankles, unfortunately, for Talia. Uh, she was riding uh, Cora Betty. Tony McMahon's put together a, a great story that is featured through the Racing Queensland website and social media, uh, just outlining what was happening there for the 19-year-old hoop. She was heading out onto the track for the maiden plates and uh, Cora Betty unseated her, uh, basically dumped her to the dirt. Uh, she was still trying to hold onto the reins to stop Cora Betty getting loose and she landed awkwardly on the balls of both heels from the reports that came through from uh, Talia's dad, Tony. So they took her to Clermont Hospital. They diagnosed that she has a broken right ankle and a sprained left ankle. Uh, they then had transferred from uh, Clermont to get her to Rockhampton and it was uh, Talia's mum, Jody that had to drive her through uh, to get there and they didn't get there until something like 2 o'clock on the, the Sunday morning to be able to confirm that, yes, uh, one ankle's broken, the other one's badly sprained, so that's going to put her out of action for a while. But then I see also on social media that uh, a lot of the uh, the Central Queensland and North Queensland apprentices were doing a, uh, a Racing Queensland training day. Shane Scriven from RQ shared footage, a uh, photo there of uh, the, well, the girls, because apparently the boys were too shy to get in the photo, standing with Russell Leonard. <laughs> Brogel would have been in his element, surrounded by pretty girls. Uh, but they were getting some media training from uh, from Russell at uh, Rockhampton. And, yeah, there's one jockey standing there on crutches with one leg in a moon boot and the other leg in a plastic cast. You just feel so sorry for her with something like that when just when you're getting a, a real run-along. And she took out one of the features on the Glenda Bell-trained Shwedaz, uh in the ladies' bracelet on the Friday program and combined with, uh, with Glenda, I think, with another winner there. Natalie Summers and Daryl Johnson also had a double. And then... On uh, the second day of it, it was uh, Jay Doolan's turn to uh, take out all of the the, uh, the races, well, not all of the races, but uh, won three of them there at the at the big carnival. So they had a, a real time of things where it was definitely the highs and lows of racing. Yeah, and uh, they're very tough, aren't they? And, and we wish Dahlia a speedy recovery. Great to see her still participating in that media program there. And, and you're right, Jay Doolan took the Jockey Award and, and it came at Talia's misfortune with the Saturday with, with replacement rides. But before I just quickly look at all those results, a great, a big congratulations to Alan Guilford, Gil, Gilly as he's affectionately known. He's been the track vet and race caller for 30 years. This is his meeting. For the last 30 years, he's done the veterinary work. He's called the races. Uh, absolutely dedicated to the job. He was, I didn't realise, but I, I saw a media post that said he was part of the Queensland Racing Board in previous years and an instrumental in, in bringing racing into the uh, 21st century. Uh, so 30 years service, absolutely fantastic. I've been to Twin Hills. It's so unique. It's a fantastic meeting, camping out, 
and it's off the beaten track, so as to speak. And I was very fortunate in, in some early days that uh, Gilly allowed me to call a uh, race on the program, and I can always uh, remember that gesture. And I know Toddy, uh, Scotty Power goes up and uh, does the comparing, etc. But well done, Alan Guilfoyle. Gilly, your service has been wonderful, and it would have been a bittersweet moment when you hung up the binoculars after the last on Saturday. But uh, Jay Doolan certainly had a rare day out on the Saturday with uh, Devil getting the cutest money. And in a mum's uh, a mum and part ownership, uh, Viv Doolan, I know Viv haven't, hasn't necessarily been the best of health, but we wish you a speedy recovery. And this was in a dad's colours, George Doolan, the late George Doolan, Devil getting the cutest money for John Mansman over the stablemate caddy and, and excels into uh, third place. Jade also picked up the win on Stargirl for Glenda Bell. Um, one of Glenda's trainer of the weekend winners uh, and as well the late ride on Isis Camilla in the Twin Hills Cup Open Handicap over the 1300. A horse in form, three wins a second, its last five defeated Ella Walking Carino and Timmy Cook had a winner with Alicia Do- Donald uh, with Flamer, Flaming Homer and of course back on the um, the Friday uh, Jade had the winner on Splasher, a newcomer for John Mansman. So that tied up the Premiership for her over the weekend. And Glenda tied it up with a double that day with Schwedaz, and if you say so. And uh, Daryl Johnson wrapped up that Friday, me- Friday meeting with Priscilla Miss and uh, Money Travels. Um, so, you know, there were plenty of doubles, plenty of wins, plenty of history in that meeting with Alan Guilfoyle retiring uh, from the... Twin Hills meeting and uh, we we wish you all the best in that retirement Alan and uh, Talia Fenlon uh, speedy recovery and get back on to those horses for more winners down the track I just wanted to tidy up on the uh, the country stampede and the country cups uh, Rob where we were talking about the qualifiers there and as we said last week it's a very early days because we've got to get through uh, all of October and November before we worry about getting to the final at Doombin in December so there's still plenty of time for some of these horses to uh, qualify and uh, no need to panic yet when you have a look at it and you see that uh, it'll be listed as not eligible for the final. Now, as much as uh, Jay Morris told us about Cato, uh, probably won't make the trip down. Cato is qualified, as is Teddy Mercury, as is Craig Lee Altona. All three place getters there are eligible for the final for the country stampede compared to at Springshaw the week before. Only Hand Dynasty and the third place getter, American Genius, are qualified. He's home at this stage, doesn't have sufficient country starts to qualify. It's a little different in the other uh, country cups. Uh, we've had the four heats so far. Now, all three place getters out of the Mount Isa Spring Cup are eligible. That's Dukes County, Mopar and Louis the Legend. Centaur, the Longridge Cup winner, at this stage, insufficient country starts and so not qualify, but no innuendo and gypsy biker the place getters are. Out of the Ewan Cup on Friday, all three place getters have insufficient country starts at this stage. That's Brilliant Mind, Wise Dragon and Salsa Dreaming. And out of the Atherton Cup, as we mentioned last week, only the runner-up love on Sunday at this stage is eligible for the final because the winner fast train and the third place get a new king have insufficient country starts. Without talking to every individual trainer uh, out of the uh, the races that we've had so far, those six qualifiers for both the country cups and the stampedes, there is still a fair bit of time and a lot of races available to be able to get up your sufficient country starts to be eligible for the final. And it doesn't mean that... Say, for example, Centaur doesn't have to run in another Country Cup qualifier, just has to get the right amount of country starts up to then satisfy all of the eligibility criteria. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure the trainers will be right across it. And a big thank you to Cole Truscott. People don't realise the work in the background that Cole does with the, and the handicappers to make sure that information's up, and it's all up, uh, as you've indicated, Racing Queensland website. Um, you can keep tabs on it. 
And, um, you know, you mentioned one of those horses that um, uh, in the stampede in uh, Hand Dynasty. Uh, Tony, the Bob Lyle, handi- Bob Lyle Open Handicap at Gladstone on the weekend just showed again what this Billy Johnson horse is capable of. Four wins a third, its last five, the Raphael's Cat four-year-old. Now nine from 17. And, I mean, it loves these dirt and sand surfaces, but it won by five and a quarter lengths over Crispy Kevin Bulletin. I'm not sure. Uh, but we can follow, and, of course, you can follow all the replays that go with all this racing on Racing Queensland. But this was an outstanding win, Hand Dynasty at Gladstone. On the point of the turn, there's very smart sprinter, Han Dynasty, and he's got a kick in him, and he's out by a couple of lengths. He's looking pretty good at the top of the straight, Han Dynasty. The boy gives him one or two with a whip, and it's coming to go right away from Crispy Kev, who's battling on gamely. Coming down the outside was Bulletin, but it's all Han Dynasty. He's very smart, and he's romped home, Han Dynasty. He saluted before the line. That might cost you some. Running a second then was Crispy Kev. They're followed further back then on the inside it's hard for third maybe bulletin but up along the inside was hard landing wrecking ball made up a lot of ground and last armor garden was last tony mcmahon said in the call there rob uh, a uh, celebratory gesture there from the jockey before the line that might cost your son let me just read you the official extract from the stewards report uh, apprentice jockey t leslie pleaded guilty to a charge under ar 131c and was fined a sum of $200 and that made, he made a prolonged <laughs> celebratory gesture prior to the winning post. It's, it's one of those things. I, I know that uh, the guys and girls can sometimes be very, very jubilant when, especially if they put a lot of work in behind the scenes and they, they get a, a win up like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's almost like you, you don't even think about it in the heat of the moment. But yes, Tony, you were right in your call. Uh, that might cost you son. And yes, Tyler has... <laughs> has $200 to be able to come out of his riding fees for that celebratory gesture there. But you're right, Han, uh, Han Dynasty won that uh, Springshore Country Stampede qualifier and then backed up there with another win in a, a very fine style there at uh, Gladstone on the weekend, Rob. And I reckon Billy Johnson will be timing this run to perfection, getting that extra run under the belt now. be just interesting to see where he goes, and I can understand Tyler getting excited. He's riding extremely well, uh, bringing down uh, or increasing the number of wins, bringing down the apprenticeship claim. Uh, but Hand Dynasty, look, I, I like following this horse, and uh, he, he again proved his worth on the weekend. Um, Hannah Richardson uh, riding in great form, combined with husband Glenn with Credenza that's come off its uh, being in the money in the last two Sandtrack runs. It took out the benchmark 55 over Thorburn and Cubics. And Crystal Johnson produced uh, one of the agitates. There's only been, I think, two agitate winners so far. So Stan will be very happy at Craig Lee that this three-year-old filly, Craig Lee Etna, with Hannah on board. Hannah does a lot of riding for the Craig Lee team. It got up over a Thelda by Langton Wisnowski for Bill, Billy Johnson and Tyler into third place. And Paul Hamlin who does so much work for the Craig Lee team, would have, I'm sure, done most of the training riding on Craig Lee Etna. Good to see him get a win with Jared Wheelow on a dress unknown, coming off Rocky Form at its last three, the dissident four-year-old defeating Cabors and Craig Lee Bandit. And the cutest money going off in, in full in the Class 2 with Bittersweet Magic, Alan Jones and uh, Colin Lennon defeating Toy Boys and Art by Concord. Two from two at the track, bit of grey magic. It's a Carrara, uh, and they do extremely well. They're good uh, speed horses and bit of grey magic now having five wins from 25. Um, starts a 20% win strike rate. And, of course, we had a meeting that went to Sunday, Tony, and the Tarum Cup was the feature on the day. And you talk about horses that have featured in country stampedes and country cups, and, you know, you've got Galapagos and you've got Coach that's had provincial wins and Cappuccino. They've all performed at that level. And it was Cappuccino that took the uh, Tarum Cup 
Uh, it won at Ipswich three back. The nine-year-old by Capiro now had 13 from 92. And, Tony, it was a feature day because, let's just say, the experienced lady riders in Tasha Chambers and Leanne McCoy uh, dominated the day, didn't they, at Taroom? Yeah, very much so. Uh, Jackie Crompton with a, uh, a training double combining with Leanne McCoy for two of those, including the Taroom Cup with Cappuccino and Tash Chambers won the, the first and the fourth races uh, with Leanne sandwiched somewhere there in between. So five races there at Taroom on the weekend. And if your name wasn't Tash Chambers or Leanne McCoy, you didn't win a race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Leanne McCoy picked up that extra one. Good to see Will Loudon, another winner with Oakfield Target over Rural Rebel and uh, Musk Lolly. Uh, but Tash with I'm... Uh, I'm the business for Bob Murray, as well as Rodney. Oh, look, Rodney Haycolors, they are appearing everywhere with winners of late. And he had another one with Camarossa in the Class B. Congratulations, um, Rodney, there. No refund, another example out here at Longreach on the uh, weekend. And the other winners, as you said, Kingsford own uh, there for Leanne McCoy. So good on you, ladies. Uh, Tash Chambers, both a uh, jockey and a trainer. Great to see the double. Leanne McCoy with the treble out of that postpartum meeting at Taroom. We did lose a meeting on the weekend. Unfortunately, uh, Quilpie was rescheduled to Cunnamulla and then Cunnamulla wasn't able to uh, race on Saturday. Uh, there have been some races added to a number of meetings that are coming up, but they've had a, a terrible run of things with wet weather and uh, as we often say, Rob, we, we don't knock the rain because we know it can be a long time between drinks, but it's certainly played havoc while the Charleville track has been out of action and following the uh, the renovation there. And yeah, Quilpie and Cunnamulla have been copping the uh, the wet big time. This weekend, uh, following on from the uh, tab meetings we've got this week, we're at Yapoon today for the Rocky Jockey Club and Gatton on Thursday, Townsville Friday and Mackay on Saturday with their three- and four-year-old North Queensland Classic. Eidsvold hosts the next leg of the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers. Uh, with the Eidsvold Cup coming up on the weekend and that meeting will also feature a leg of the Burnett's Beach Series, which is a benchmark 60. It's Gordon Vale Cup Day on Saturday, Junda Cup Day on Saturday, Tara Cup Day on Saturday. Richmond are also racing on the weekend. Plenty of uh, meetings coming up um, and particularly in regard to those uh, country cups, etc. Uh, I'm going to be missing the Junda one. What's he's going up there? I've got my brother's 70th, Ian's 70th. 70th and Mackay on Saturday. Isn't that appropriate, Tony? There's a race meeting in North Queensland <laughs> Classic. Uh, I'll be annoying Johnny Manselman and Jade Doolan there most of the day. They'll be pleased to see me go back to Longreach probably. Uh, but I might even get a runner. You don't know in the North Queensland Classic. So we'll be interested in that and enjoy a day at the races at Mackay. But we'll be back next week for Bush Beach. Just email me. And by the way, um, I'll just quickly tell you that 70 nominations for the Eidsvold meeting uh, with at this stage 18 nominations for for the Country Cup um, Challenge. So that's great to see. Uh, just email me stories, any stories out of the country racing, any features, and that social media is so good to pick up information like Alan Guilfoyle's retirement from Twin Hills on the weekend. And we'll be back on uh, Bushbeat next Tuesday, normal time. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob, and thank you to Jay Morris for joining us on Bushbeat this week as our special guest as well. Great to be able to catch up with Jay and talk all things Mount Isa. Good luck to all of the clubs who are racing in the days ahead. We wish you all uh, success at the meetings and certainly for... Uh, your horses, as Tony McMahon would say, happy horses and safe riding for all of the jocks as well. And we'll be back next week to talk more about country racing on Bushbeat here on Radio Tab.